As we draw to the end of an exciting year and the first year that we've had the Medical Republic podcast, we were thinking to ourselves, what's medicine at the end of the day without a colourful patient story or two to share? And we've had a few on the podcast this year. So we had that story from the GP in Antarctica. That was a fun one. And uh, the other one from that island. Yeah, and we've also had singing doctors trying to advertise their practice and get a new GP for their town. Oh, that's right. And we had the doctors at the protest making some noise as well. Yeah, for climate action. But as this is our last episode for the year, we're all about to go on holidays. We're in a bit of a festive mood. So we thought we'd bring you a story from one of our more colourful writers. Um, So this is from Dr Max Higgs. Uh, He's fondly known as the grumpy old doctor or God. And the story that you're about to hear was written by Dr Higgs for one of our recent TMR magazines, but we've had it read by a voice artist. So I wrote to Dr Higgs and asked him to send us a little summary of of who he is, just so you get some context uh, before we launch into this letter. So Dr Higgs says that he was raised on a farm in central Victoria and worked as a solo rural GP in his hometown for 30 years. Um, He's married with three adult children and he and his wife Annie now travel Australia from Flinders Island to Holes Creek and all the parts in between, working as a rural and remote locum. So God, as he likes to be called, also collects vinyl records, he enjoys horse racing and he keeps fit by umpiring AFL as well. And when he's not travelling, Annie and God can be found on their central Victorian property with their old Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, He also says an aged stock horse and a mob of sheep. So Dr Higgs also believes that country people are largely unnoticed and underappreciated. So his letters try and give voices to their lives. Dear Julia, I have discovered social gatherings in country towns can be tricky. Before accepting an invitation, it's wise to know what you are letting yourself in for. Understanding the difference between a do, a show, and a turn is critical. A do is an informal gathering with no dress code, often held by sporting clubs. The venue is mostly outdoors. No ticket is required, although there may be a small cover charge, and some form of live entertainment is provided. You will be able and expected to purchase alcohol. A show is a more formal event for which you need to dress well. It will be held indoors, say the town hall, and you will need to pre-purchase a ticket. You will be seated for defined periods of entertainment and there will be no alcohol. A turn is totally informal and takes place at a private residence. You will be invited to just turn up. Loud recorded music and some food, often barbecued, will be provided, but alcohol is usually BYO. A party such as a 21st or a 50th held at someone's house is a turn. The function that Annie and I attended at a local golf club recently was a do. We were entertained by a trio singing popular hits from the 60s and 70s. The beer and wine flowed freely and we warmed ourselves by roaring fires in 44-gallon drums. Men talked, women danced and a glass or two was broken. There was only one minor injury. A drunken golfer tumbled backwards off his chair and just missed the fire. All quite convivial and civilised, which is how the ute muster was supposed to be. But the evidence in the emergency department painted a different picture. An endless conga line of casualties from a bespoke gathering for 18 to 25 year old males dedicated to hurting themselves. It was the Olympics of self-harm featuring three main events. First up was the very popular How to Break Your Ankle, 
open to all drunk males wearing at least one piece of R.M. Williams apparel. There were many creative entries, but I gave the gold to fell over in the wheelbarrow race, got stood on by a bull, took silver, and tried to jump a rope, bronze, with honourable mentions to wrestling a mate and the ever-popular jumped out of the back of me ute. The second event, Paths to Unconsciousness, proved wildly popular, open to all comers with a Glasgow Coma score of 3 to 12. The field was exclusively male, with most contestants choosing the conventional excess alcohol route. Some added other unspecified drugs, while the winner decided to really mix things up. He started out with cocaine before adding alcohol, got dropped on his head in a friendly scuffle, then became so agitated and aggressive that he had to be sedated with intravenous haloperidol and midazolam. Arriving at ED with a GCS of three, he was a clear winner, woke up well three hours later and returned to the fray. It was chilly at night, so the third event, Freestyle Burns, was hotly contested with some putting in that little bit extra and adding accelerants. Backing up to a roaring blaze when drunk is a surefire way to burn your calves if wearing shorts, or your back if your alcohol-soaked shirt ignites. Helping things along by throwing petrol on the flames is a good way to singe the face and fingers. For truly spectacular results, try spitting a mouthful of petrol onto the fire. You will achieve your aim of being like a dragon, before finding that your moustache is gone, forget about November this year, and that you have won first prize, a general anaesthetic and a free flight to Sydney. This young man also took out the coveted Most Creative Injury Award, closely followed by an older bloke who broke his scapula in the lawnmower race and another who almost blew his hand off with a firecracker. It really was a lively weekend, but I was relieved to get back to a smaller town and tend to injuries caused by farmers indulging in ordinary, sober, but stupid behaviour. Like welding without goggles, and unblocking an arga without first turning it off. Not that all self-harm in the country takes the form of mechanical injury. There can be a price to pay for bad habits and poor lifestyle choices. Mark was described as a mad smoker, drinker, womaniser, and a complete bullshitter. But what a great bloke. He was only in his 40s, when a stroke took away his speech and left him in a nursing home with life so painful that he finished the job with a piece of rope, a chair, and a sturdy light fitting. His only escape from self-harm was more harm. Women sometimes, but not often, hurt themselves too. There was one female casualty at the Ute Muster, a young lady requesting the morning after pill on the Sunday. Some don't damage themselves. Life does it for them. Ron started smoking at 14 and working in the mines at 15. At 75, he has buggered lungs, gets around in a gopher and makes do on the pension. The arthritic pain, poverty and breathlessness don't distress Ron as much as a deeper torment. 50 years ago, he found his infant son blue and cold in his cot. Despite knowing that his boy was dead as a doornail, he called an ambulance in hope of a miracle. The police arrived too. Ron was accused of murder and spent the next two weeks in jail before being released with no explanation or an apology. The hurt you don't go looking for or deserve can be the hurt that never goes away. Don't play with fire. Love, Dad.
His observations of country life are just so wacky and colourful. Um, it's amazing what people get up to in rural regions. And also for all our loyal listeners, we're really grateful for your ears, for lending them to us this year on the podcast, and for your ongoing feedback as well. Uh, we will be taking a short break, but we'll be back in January again with more exciting news and investigations. But Felicity, what a year, and it's not really easy at times uh, producing these stories. And we've spent hours and hours writing scripts and editing and recording, and it's been a real team effort. Um, and so every listen and every bit of feedback has been so amazing. Yeah, so really at the end of the day, it may seem like nothing, but every listen and every piece of feedback that we get whether it's official, whether you can give us five stars on iTunes or write a little recommendation or share it with a colleague, that uh, really means the world to us. And it's also what gets uh, us to be able to keep presenting these great statistics back to our bosses and keep the show going for you all. But until we're back with more podcasts and more stories, we wish you all a very Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating with your time off. And we'll see you all safe and happy in the new year. Bye.